0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your Stock Geek. Today is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. My apologies for missing the last two sessions here. I was a bit under the weather, but we are back in action. Checking in on stocks this morning, we do see a red to green move so far today with stocks starting the day in the red, but now up, led by small caps on the Russell Russell Index up just under 1%. The NASDAQ also doing pretty well up about a third of a percent, and the S&P up just slightly. We see on the commodity side, crude and natural gas having another decent day with crude up just under 3%, natural gas up about 2%, copper's up about 1%, gold and silver not doing a whole lot today. Uh, We continue to see a strong dollar. We were a little bit concerned there about yields rising over the past few sessions. Those are pausing today, so allowing stocks to have a breather. We, of course, have seen a pullback in some of the hotter areas of the market in the last week or two. Really just a cooling off of some of the meme stock increases, some of the highly shorted and stocks that were down the most this year, which have been in a great bounce over the past month. Those did cool a little bit, um, but they are having a decent day today. We do see Blue Apron was up 26% yesterday. It's up... Another 5 or 6% so far today. Of course, AMC, GME, and BBBY have been pretty beaten up in the past week or so. A lot of significant reasons there, from other theater chains going bankrupt on AMC's end, to... Bed, bath and beyond having Ryan Cohen blow out of his stake at the end of last week. So <laughs> I think that probably did cool off the meme sector, but we still do some traders. T- we still still see some traders taking shots at some of these stocks. So Blue Apron could be one of those that have been in focus. We, of course, have mentioned that one on the podcast several times in recent weeks, and I do hold a small position there. So full disclosure. On the earnings side, we do still have some software companies and retail companies reporting. Uh, Palo Alto Networks reported and is up 10% today as revenues and operating, operating income beat expectations. Their 2022 guidance is also slightly above expectations now. We see that Dick's Sporting Goods and Macy's in the retail sector came out with better than expected numbers. So Dick's is seeing a decline in same-store sales right now. That is because of strength during the pandemic starting to wear off, but their comparable store sales were only down about 5.1% versus almost 7% that was expected to be it was expected to be down so not too bad their earnings per share guidance is now at about $11 per share for the full year that was versus expectations previously of 1086 so it's currently trading at about a 10 times price to earnings multiple definitely a reasonable multiple and coming in with a little bit better than expected earnings so the stock's up four percent so far today Macy similarly beat on the revenue and their earnings expectations. They also guided above consensus on the revenue side. They did guide margins a bit weaker, but nonetheless, the stock's up about 5% so far today. We also saw some M&A action in pharmaceuticals again with Alcon acquiring AERI. That one's up about 36% today. That rounds out some of the top gainers. On the loser side, there is one big loser on the earnings front. That would be Zoom, down about 10% so far today. They had numbers that were actually in line with expectations for the second quarter, but they guided to a third quarter and full year that's below expectations. That's due to a combination of headwinds, including foreign exchange headwind foreign exchange headwinds, some slowing growth, <clears throat> excuse me, and some investments in growth that they've made in uh, having their operating expenses grow a little bit faster than revenues this year as they try to push more innovation in their products so that company obviously still with a very strong cash position now almost six billion of net cash and trading at a pretty reasonable mid-teens earnings multiple even though they did guide earnings slightly below expectations for the rest of the year nonetheless the stock off today double digits on the macro side we've got some composite pmi data out of the eurozone suggesting Continued weakness there in the manufacturing sector as energy prices are really pressuring Europe. We see new highs in energy prices over the last couple of days in areas like Germany and the UK, and that is leading to fears of imminent recession there in the eurozone, certainly causing some real pain on the side of manufacturers there with energy prices up 5 to 6x in the past six to 12 months. And that would be a concern obviously for the rest of the global economy if the Euro goes into recession as well. So still some issues there on the energy front. We're also seeing that flow through into very high natural gas prices in the US even. Uh, So that is certainly weighing on the minds of investors out there. And those Eurozone composite PMI is definitely very weak. And the UK also saw a very weak manufacturing PMI reading. So again, confirming that there's a lot of concern out there particularly on the manufacturing side in Europe despite strength in maybe the travel and the consumer sectors right now. So looking forward to the rest of this week, of course, the big event will be on Friday with the uh, the Fed Chairman Jerome Powell will be giving a speech about the economy and Fed policy after the Jackson Hole retreat, which is a big retreat for central bankers in the U.S. And we'll potentially get some more information on how the Fed is thinking about rates moving into the September meeting and later in the year. So that will be in focus as well as Some more macro data like income and spending data in the U.S. that comes out on Friday. And some other earnings reports out as well. NVIDIA, of course, a big name looming on Wednesday in the semiconductor sector. We also get some more tech and software companies like Salesforce, Snowflake, Splunk, Box, Affirm, Marvell, and the dollar stores. We also get Peloton. And a couple of others, Elastic and a few others worth mentioning as well on the earnings side. So we'll keep an eye on those. Uh, Other than that, you know, pretty quiet session so far today in stocks. Did have a question from a listener about Occidental Petroleum. I do want to check in on some of those energy names. We do see strength today. And, of course, Buffett has been buying Occidental Petroleum. is now over a 20% stake in that company. And the question is, you know, what's his intentions? Is the stock still cheap? What is he seeing there? And uh, that's something I will be answering hopefully in the next couple of sessions here on the podcast. I've got to spend some time looking a little bit deeper. But, you know, the bit basic story obviously there is that Occidental got itself into some trouble with leverage, especially as oil prices went negative during the pandemic. It took a preferred investment from Warren Buffett. He t- has turned that into an even larger investment over the past two years and has been buying aggressively recently. So not only has the stock recovered because of fundamentals recovering in energy, but you know they've been paying down debt and also, of course, getting a lot of fund flows here from those who follow Buffett into stocks like this. There's some speculation out there that maybe Buffett will acquire the whole thing at some point. Of course, we won't know the full answer to that in the near term, but perhaps we can shed some light on the fundamentals. As I've said before, a lot of energy stocks are still trading, believe it or not, at very reasonable single-digit earnings and cash flow multiples if you believe current energy prices will stick. And I would actually say that, you know, if you look into next year and the year after, some of these oil and gas companies actually have their natural gas prices hedged at much lower prices. So you could see even higher earnings next year and and the year after, even if natural gas prices and crude prices stayed flat from here over the next two years. So that's an interesting thing to think about. Of course, we also could have an end to the release of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in the U.S., which has been helping crude supplies. So there's a lot of questions surrounding, well, what happens to... supply-demand balance when the U.S. stops releasing SPR and actually maybe even starts to buy to fill up the SPR. And then, of course, on top of that, you have questions about, well, what if demand for oil rolls over if we're going into global recession? Could that actually have oil headed the other way? And that may be why some of these energy stocks are trading at single-digit earnings multiples, because the market doesn't believe that these prices are going to stick around So one interesting dynamic we're thinking about here is maybe the role that the SPR could play in stabilizing energy prices over the next couple of years. You know, if we do see demand weaken, we could actually see demand from the U.S. refilling the SPR filling the hole in the short term. So that could be an interesting way that oil prices stay bid even if the economy weakens. On the gas side... Obviously, it's been very volatile. We know that Europe is still short gas, uh, so the outlook there still seems pretty bullish in the near term, even if demand weakens a little bit. Of course, we also have longer-term demand tailwinds from things like electrification for electric vehicles and other parts of the energy chain. So. We're thinking about that some as well. But, you know, I'm I'm fairly bullish on some of the cheaper energy stocks that have delevered their balance sheets that are buying back stock and paying dividends while also still reinvesting for pretty good production growth. And uh, oil companies so far have been relatively muted in, in terms of their production plans. We don't wanna see oil companies, you know, if you're long energy, you don't want to see them overproduce and get themselves into an oversupply situation too fast. Uh, But you also, of course, want to see them take advantage of high prices and at least have some increase in production. So there's a sweet spot there probably for the energy producers. And for the most part, we've seen the energy producers be pretty rational because they have gone through two big shakeouts over the last six or seven years. There was a shakeout in 2015 when the Saudis pumped too much crude into the market and caused prices to collapse. And then there was, of course, another shakeout during the COVID crisis when demand collapsed and oil prices actually went negative on the front month contract for a month or two. So it's been a very interesting few years in energy land. And I would say a lot of the shareholders have been pushing energy. Management teams to actually be more disciplined, which I think is a good thing overall. But it's still a commodity industry, and energy and gas producers are at the mercy of market prices. They don't get to set their own prices. So that's something that, of course, always works against them and tends to actually push down earnings multiples in that sector generally. But I would say, looking at multiples right now, they are near historic lows. And so if you believe that energy prices will stay stable here, then these are certainly looking like very compelling buys, and one can understand certainly why Warren and others would be buying in this sector. We'll have more to say about Occidental Petroleum specifically, but those are just some things I'm thinking about on the energy front right now. Until tomorrow, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and cheers.